Welcome back to Escape to the Magic Podcast. We are hosts. I am Randy. And I am Dak. And not with us this week is Ryan. Yeah, Ryan's out. But that's okay, because he uh, took one for the team last time and went solo. Yeah, so we... It's the holiday season. It's very... It's the holiday season. Do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's holiday season. Tough to match up schedules. There's so many different work parties and kid performances and just schedules. Today is actually Ryan's wife's birthday. Happy birthday, Holly. Happy birthday, Holly. By the time you hear this, yeah, it will it no longer be your birthday, you, but that's okay. Yeah, celebrate for a month. <laughs> yeah, or, why not? Yeah. That's what December's all about. You celebrate the whole time, right? That's right. So, yeah, so Ryan's out um, probably this weekend, next week. The following week, he will be actually in Disneyland. Hmm, He's going out to dog. Arizona to see his brother, and then they're uh, driving over to Disneyland. Lucky dog. Yeah. Already jealous. Yeah. Every time we do this, we all just, someone talks about a trip, and we're like, when do I get to go? Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? I was just talking with one of my friends about it. it does not matter how many times nope. I've gone. Nope. How recent. I, I could literally be coming right back, and I'm jealous that you're getting to go without me. So I want to, um, I don't know if you guys got it, because I was trying to send it, and it was, I was in an airport, and it was funky, but. <laughs> so we're, we're I'm, to, I'm already completely off script, totally out of yeah, order. Yeah, but good. here's the thing. Did you know, did you hear this breaking news? That Disney is planning a brand new master plan Disney themed resort in North Carolina. So yes. Oh wait, master plan resort? Uh, not, not resort. Not uh, um, uh, community. Okay. Yeah. 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 So so this is one of my topics that I want to jump into. So my background is I'm a loan officer, a mortgage loan officer, and I have always been fascinated with Disney's fascination yeah. of real estate. They yeah. they have had. A couple of times throughout their history where they've tried to create these master plan communities. Obviously, the most famous is Epcot, right? That was yeah, the genesis. Yeah, I bet say it really starts with yeah. Epcot, you know, right. the experimental prototype community of tomorrow. And since then, they just have not been able to let it go. I yeah. think just in the back of their minds, they want to create these communities. So we'll we'll save those details and kind of jump into that if that sounds like an interesting topic. And I think I think we should. I you know I only bring it up now today one because it's a little bit fresh news, but two because I think man, we can't always be at the resort at the parks. Right. But what if I could live? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's like the ultimate magical scenario. If you could live anywhere, and yeah. we'll, we'll have to try that sometime too. If you could live anywhere, like where, which park would you live at or whatever it would be? Oh, I don't totally. know. But um, really cool. So so this week, I think we've got a really interesting and fun episode. Yeah. Where, we did, thought you, where did you come from? Yeah, yeah. So episode, <laughs> we're calling it, Where Did You Come From? And to give uh, everyone listening in a little bit of a background, Every so often you're in the parks and you see something and you're like, what in the world? That's not Mickey. That's not Daisy or Donald. And so I thought it'd be interesting to kind of point out some of these crazy characters that we see in the parks um, and create a little top 10 list of who are you and where did you come from? You know, it's interesting because Disney is famously protective of its intellectual property. And so as we start thinking about this and, you know, in in show prep, as we were going through the list of some of these, like my mind really was the wheels were were spinning like, yeah, really like what the heck? Yeah. yeah. Um, some of these, as you're listening today, you'll find 
uh, you'll recognize, have actually become pretty substantial IP. Some of them less so, okay? Right. Uh, almost to like, uh, there's going to be a couple of them that um, if you're listening and you're like me, despite what you think you know, you're going to be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now you're going to want to go and seek it out on your next trip. So I'm pretty excited for this. Um, I think it's going to be really interesting are you going to count backwards 10 yeah, to we'll 1? Yeah, we'll go we'll go maybe the the least crazy and then the more the more crazy is is the number 1. Okay, let's do it. So kick us off. Okay, so the first one is called, let me pull up my notes here real quick. The Society of Explorers and Adventurers. So this is an interesting little backstory that's laced throughout almost every single park around all the Disney parks around the world. Yeah. And what it is, is it is a backstory of a group of explorers and adventurers and scientists and different um, characters that actually the back backstory is that it all started with Pleasure Island. So Pleasure Island was what today is Disney Springs or downtown Disney. Yeah. Um, and it was this story of these adventurers and these explorers that were going to be the backstory of Pleasure Island. And Pleasure Island was going to be more of like this adult club scene, that type of area where parents could, as crazy as this sounds, just leave their kids at the hotel and then go have, you know, some nightlife while they're at Disney. Hey, and, I, I, I've done, we've done that before. Yeah, yeah. Because at Disney resorts, there is usually uh, babysitting available. That's right. That's and right. So yeah. we, we, we did that once when our children were young. We, we got the Disney babysitting and we went to the, we went to the park. There you go. <laughs> that was our clubbing. Was Magic Kingdom okay? But anyways, yeah. You know, I don't want to detract too much. Here. No, no, no. You're good. So, so yeah. So that was the mindset. It really never took off. It just never had legs under it right and so why do you why do you think that is i have my own theories on this i just think that most people that were going were were interested in going as families now i think that has evolved over time and disney has done a really good job of being all things to all people it would probably work today versus back in you know late 80s early 90s when they were trying to to pitch this idea I think that they came up with some goofy looking cartoon yes. things and tried to attach that to a more sophisticated adult purpose. Like there was the fun, but it wasn't supposed to be that fun, but it's supposed to be fun, but they look ridiculous. Yeah. And I don't think they really understood how they were going to be able to sell that concept. That's that's my personal theory on why this league or society, the society, I'll tell you why I keep saying league. I keep I read an article about Sean Connery this morning. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I keep thinking exactly about his movie going. The League of, League yeah. of Extraordinary Gentlemen, right? Yeah. Which which turned out to be a big flop and basically he retired from acting after that because yeah. it wasn't although I liked that movie. Yeah, it was not bad. And so here's my here's my tie into that. Um I think that there is a marketable asset here to be had because I I actually think it's pretty similar. Disney's concept on the Society of Explorers and Adventurers leave extraordinary gentlemen. If you you could they could be frankly very similar there and you could find that appeal if they wanted to push it, but that's the second part of it. Yeah. They never pushed it. 
Yeah, they never. It's really just kind did. of over here. Yeah, and it's kind of like this. Like I said, it's like this backstory that's kind of laced into. And if you're listening or being on different rides, you'll see little Easter eggs or little clues yeah. that uh, hint back to this. Like where you can see a lot of the details is actually in the Skipper Canteen. Yep, there in Disney World or in the Magic Kingdom. Um, but yeah, so just to kind of continue the story forward, what really kicked it off was then when Tokyo Seas, yeah. which is actually the acronym of the Society, Society of, of Explorers, Explorers and Adventures. Yep. Yeah. So Tokyo Disney Sea opened up and they just ran with this idea. So if you actually go over to that park, there's a lot of details of these in different fact, characters. In fact, the whole Haunted Mansion attraction at Disney yeah, Sea right. actually is 100% the Society of Explorers and Adventurers themed. That's right. So that's a great segue because there are a few names that I'll just kind of throw out that you may recognize. If you're a deep cut Disney fan, you probably will. The first one is uh, Harrison Hightower. So Harrison Hightower is the owner of the Tower of Terror version in Tokyo. And so the whole backstory is about oh, okay. this Harrison All right. Hightower. Okay. Uh, the next one, you'll also probably recognize Lord Henry Mystic. So in yeah. Hong Kong, it's not called the Haunted Mansion. It's called the Mystic, Mystic Manor. Yeah. Mystic Manor. Yeah, that's right. And so that's his backstory for Disney Cruise Line. There is, um, I'm not going to get her first name. Mary Oceaneer is her is her name. And it, it, so when you go on the Disney, Captain Mary, that's what it is. Captain Mary Oceaneer. Whenever you go on any of the Disney Cruise stuff, you'll see... Again, little hints and like little laced in backstory of, of this character. The next few you probably will recognize Albert Falls. Albert Falls. Yeah. Boy, so, you know, he had discovered the eighth wonder of the world. That's right. You know, it is it is the backside of water. Right. That's right. H2O. Um, okay. And then the other one. O2H. O2H. That's right. I said it wrong. As soon as I said it, I was like, ah, oh, you messed that up. Um, and then the last one is. Jacques Lindsay. Yeah. So he is the transportation guru for Indiana Jones, right? Yep. And yep. so if you go to Disney Springs today, uh, what is the name of that bar? It's called the Hangar. Um, yeah. It's not the full name of it. I'm messing it up. But anyway, so the Hangar there in Disney Springs in Orlando is all decored out. Yeah. With Indiana Jones stuff and yeah. um, not directly Indiana Jones, but more about Jacques and Jacques his transportation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, his transportation. So, anyways, that that was my first one. Is like if you don't recognize those right off the bat and know this whole backstory, you might be you're like, like, what is like, what is the, what is why about? you know you're you're on a cruise ship and you're like, what is the picture of this lady in yeah. the hallway? <laughs> That's who, right. Who is she? You know, because I don't recognize her from any movies. Yeah. And this is kind of what I say about the IP, um, varying degrees here. Okay. In a real sense, probably in my opinion, the most famous of the IP characters there is going to be Albert Falls yeah. just because of the popularity of the Jungle Cruise and because he is mentioned every single time. They uh, He's on shirts. There's all sorts of stuff related to that. But when you start talking about some of the others, right, um, you know, Mystic, for instance, right? If, if you're not going to be in Hong Kong to visit Mystic Manor, you're not going to pick up a shirt. You're not going to get it. It's very uh, narrow in your ability to kind of push and market that out. 
So I don't know. Kind of interesting. I think it's a good one to kick off with. Yeah, I actually missed one. It's the owner of Big Thunder Mountain. And what's interesting is that he looks a lot like Tony Baxter, right? And his name is Barnabas T. Bullion. So it sounds like someone who owns the Big Thunder Mountain yeah, that's Mining right, Company. That's right. yeah. yeah. So if you look and all of these, I mean, they have character renditions and drawings so that, and all these. So that gives me actually another Barnabas, thought now. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, if you're saying that. He looks a lot like Tony Baxter, of course, who was the one who designed Big Thunder Mountain in the first place, right? Um, do these other characters resemble anybody yeah, else? Yeah, so good question. So, um, yeah, the uh, Lord Henry Mystic looks like your guy, and his name is escaping me. I'm so embarrassed with the earring and the creator. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, why Why would you put me on the spot <laughs> yeah, like that? I don't know, because his name is not coming um, to uh, uh, Rody, Joe Rody, yeah, that, yeah, that's right, Joe Rody, yeah. So he looks like Joe Rody, um, and so that that's really the only two that have, you know, look like former Imagineers. Interesting, but anyways, uh, that's pretty cool though. That's a fun, that's a fun little backstory, and it's it's fun if you know what you're looking for to start to see little hints throughout sure. the parks. Yeah. Okay, so that was number ten. Number nine. So this is one, if you said it today, you'd be like, oh, no, that's a major staple of of Disney parks, and that is the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. So the Haunted Mansion, obviously, immensely popular right now, but at the time, characters like Madame Leota, uh, Hatbox Ghost, and Constance Hatchaway, these are names you hadn't heard of before. They weren't original Disney IP characters, and so I, I thought I'd throw that one in as an interesting conversation. Now, what's cool is that this has led to, I think, what, two, three, I, four maybe different Haunted Mansion yeah, movies? Yeah, three, maybe four at this point. The newest one um, having come out, what, last year, this yes, year? yeah, yeah. Um, which, by the way, I mentioned before, fantastic movie, yeah. everyone. That, I mean, I think that's a great, fun family movie. Um, you know, scary enough to... to to be good, but not so scary that you couldn't watch it with the family. Yeah, right. But, but besides the point, you know, Haunted Mansion, which is always one of my favorite attractions, that isn't an attraction that I, you know, that's a that's a can't miss every time you go. Yeah, absolutely. You know, now, I'm not saying I'm going to go every day I'm there, but during a trip, if I'm going to visit Magic Kingdom, I'm going to go on the Haunted Mansion at least once. And um, I think that, a big part of it is that it is core Disney to me. Yeah. Right? It's, it's one I grew up with and it was one that from the beginning, Walt envisioned being part of the park, right? That was That's intended right. to be one of the original attractions. That's right. Yeah. So he, it was even actually built and it sat vacant for a long, long time. I think they were having a hard time coming up with, is it going to be super scary or is it going to be more fun and, and jovial and, you know, as the story goes, Walt passes, it sits even longer without being touched. And then finally they were, they came to the conclusion, yeah, we want to, we want to move forward with this. And there was still the question of how's this going to be? And if you notice, it's actually both, right? Yeah. So it's basically the first half is the more scary half and the second half of the of the show is more or the yeah when you get to, when you get to more, the graveyard scene yeah. and it's all a bunch of fun and games out there and yes yeah. <laughs> you know i think that's it's hilarious right. yeah 
Yeah. So anyways, and and I'm going to go back to the latest Haunted Mansion movie. That's, I think, they did a brilliant job yes. of mixing those two things together. They have parts of it that I think are actually kind of kind of jumpy, kind of scary. And then at the same time, there is a tremendous amount of humor involving these ghosts in the way they do it. And, of course, they've got a great cast to make that yeah. work with, yeah. you know, Owen Wilson, Danny DeVito, um, you know. All funny people. All very, very funny people. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, if you think about it, even the the movie before that, you know, starring Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Yeah, that's right. You know, I mean, they, right. the intention was to make this funny. But, you know, Haunted Mansion is a scary, scary attraction. Like, you know, you start off right away in the stretching room and there's this narrator and you find out that he's talking to you, but he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, OK, so that was my number nine. Number uh, eight is the country bears so this is near and dear to your heart randy i know you're a big country yeah i mean they're fan. about to ruin it yeah, uh, yeah for the record ruin it it's yeah. going to happen basically on what they said and that's my opinion i'm sticking to it but uh yeah um country bears i mean i get it because i'm a native californian even though i grew up here in texas but i, I was born in burbank right oh, wow. so disney is in my blood <laughs> yes, and it is. um and i lived in big bear for a little while okay. california of course is the bear republic so i get it i understand a little bit of that history but i don't really understand like how did we get all of these guys and my favorite of course big al yeah so the backstory here is actually walt wanted to open a ski lodge like his own walt disney ski lodge and there was going to be, as part of the ski lodge, these bear animatronics that would be a little bit of entertainment for people. You know, after you've been skiing all day, you'd come back and come to the lodge and, and there would be this these animatronics. Obviously, never took off, never be developed. basically Chuck E. Cheese He Chuck E. Cheese did, yeah, on skis. <laughs> <laughs> Although, is Chuck E. Cheese a bear or a mouse? I can't remember. Yeah, he's, he's a mouse. He's a mouse, right? Yeah, yeah. But anyways... Yeah. Looks more like a bear than a mouse. So it kind of got scrapped for a while. Then when Walt, um, again, Walt passes away and then the country bears kind of came to be. Actually, I believe it started in Disney World, if I'm not mistaken, and then got brought to Disneyland and then obviously got taken out of Disneyland. Yeah. So anyways. Another travesty. Yeah, another travesty. But just, again, in the vein of where do these characters come from? They're not your you know, big five Disney characters. They're not Snow White or Cinderella or any of these types of, you know, cartoons, movies to seeing them in the parks. It was just one of those that was out there. It's interesting. And to me, I see the vestiges of Walt's fingerprints all over it, right? Because when you think about a lot about your park experience, whether you're walking into Disneyland or, or the Magic Kingdom or any of the other parks, right? The first place you go into is Main Street, you know, this homage to Walt's hometown growing up in Missouri. Um, I had family in Missouri, spent a lot of time out there over the summers. Of course, one of the more recognizable tourist attractions there is Branson. Yeah. Um, where you you get all sorts of things from these, you know, Opry like review and 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 so I, the Country Bears Jamboree, that stage show and what goes on there, I've seen so many of those things with real <laughs> yeah, people right. over the yeah. course of my life. And I think that's why it kind of resonates a little bit yeah. to me because that was a special thing we would do when I'm visiting family over the summer to go out there and see a show like that, not something, frankly, that to be quite honest, I'm actually interested in. Um, it's not my, <laughs> it's not my flavor or genre of entertainment. But 
when I go and I see it with the country bears and you listen to the music, um, some of it that is obviously dated and not necessarily politically correct today, which yeah. is why they're <laughs> going to change it, I think. Um, you know, it just it's something that harkens you back. Yeah. And I think that is a little bit of what Walt's vision has always been all along. Yeah, for sure. I think I think for a lot of people that's and not to get too far off topic, but I think that that's what it is for a lot of people is Disney becomes this nostalgic connection that you know creates this feeling of emotion and and mental memories and all these things that are coming back to you and it's different for everyone right like it could be getting on the dumbo ride for someone and it but it just creates this little memory or moment that you remember riding on that with your dad or you remember riding on it with your kids when they were their first dumbo ride right and so it creates this connective tissue that makes it very easy to keep going back and, sure. and living in that magic. All right. Uh, so I can't remember what number we're I think we're at we're seven on. now. Seven. Seven. So the seven number seven for me was the Tiki Room and all the, the enchanted Tiki Room yep. birds, right? So a couple of names we don't recognize or wouldn't come off the top of our tongues. It's Jose, right? Uh Michael, Fritz, and Pierre, and then of course all the show showbirds. Yeah. Um just where did that come from? I think the backstory on that <laughs> I tell you where I mean <laughs> I joked a little bit in the pre show, but uh, you know, this was one where I'm like, you know, cause it, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm pretty sure Extensio is the one that did the yeah. music there, right? And I'm like, that must no, have been Well, so the song was actually created by the um Sherman The brothers. Sherman brothers, right? Yeah, yeah. But Extensio was there, and he was like, him and Rolly, Rolly Crump. Yes, yes. And they were meeting with Walt, and I think Walt wanted real birds. Like, yeah, that was originally the tiki room was, was actual be, birds. Yeah, yeah, actual birds. In just, a just like the Jungle Cruise was supposed to be actual yes, animals. That's right. And that was one where, and listen, I hear these stories about Walt, and I'm like, I used to work for a man like this, and he would come up with these ideas, and you're like, <laughs> that is impossible. We can't do that. And you just imagine having this conversation with Walt. He's like, yeah, we're going to have the elephants over here. Yeah. Put some crocodiles, and then the boat's going to go by. And people are looking at him like, what is wrong with you? Yeah, dude, what are you thinking? <laughs> and that's, that's Could you imagine this tiki room? You got real birds up there, people sitting under, and birds just pooping all over Yeah, everybody. that's what they told him. They're like, Walt, we can't have birds pooping in people's food. So, um... So that it that's how it evolved and I think somewhere along the line Walt went on vacation or something like that I believe is the story and they had this little teeny miniature bird that was a not a full animatronic but it gave Walt it sparked in the idea of Walt yeah like hey let's let's create this animatronic bird and and then uh, someone tripped and then, acid and it turned yeah. into a show <laughs> Because that's, that's right. What I what I go there. That's what I feel like. It is a tiki room. Odd. Tiki room's not my favorite attraction. It's a great place if you can get a spot against the wall to take a quick nap, grab um, a Dole Whip. You know, you know, you can't take your Dole Whip in, but you can yeah. eat it all while you're waiting four hours to get inside. That's, that's my right. next complaint about it. Is I never know when I'm going to finally get in there, <laughs> and if I will get in there because there's no. There's no actual cue to it. There's just this big gathering area, and you're like, well, who's going to make it inside? Yeah. That, and then that a bunch is... of people show up at the last second, and they're all up at the front, and you're like, but I've been waiting. Anyhow, oh, man. that's a whole other – that's like almost its own episode. Yeah, we're going to have to come up with a – Tiki most room. Annoying... Now we know it. Okay, <laughs> fine. Go take a nap. Okay. All right. So now we're getting into the the good ones. And some of these, again, you just are like – 
what in the world? So my number six is her name is Divine. So Divine, if you don't know who she is. And I did not. Yeah, she is at the Animal Kingdom. It's this lady, and she's like green head to toe. Got, you know, the face paint on and all that stuff. And she's in this, like, vines of outfit. And she's on stilts. And she literally hides and doesn't move. She hides in the bushes and the trees and is there, generally speaking, in the entrance of Animal Kingdom. If you get a chance, Google Divine at Disney, D-I-V-I-N-E, and she's there. But again, it's one of those things where it's like someone in the Animal Kingdom, you know, mock-up, and hey, what are we going to do, was sitting there and came up with this idea. And And I think as I think about this, I keep trying to picture this character, and I'm not sure that I can. (laughs) Um, I I would be shocked beyond all imagination if I've not ever seen Divine, but I cannot picture. And the reason why is because, you know, they have they have a few stage shows in Animal Kingdom. You've got Nemo and you've got Festival of the Lion King and you got people walking on stilts there. Yeah. And I think I can see this genesis of why you would have a person on stilts in the first place just because of those two stage shows. Yeah. Right. And she's not usually, like, coming out. She's, like, literally like this woman in a gunny suit, like a sniper, right? Yeah. And she's just in the trees. as you're. So if you yeah. imagine in your mind's eye as you're walking into Animal Kingdom and you get through the turnstiles and you start to go to that point where it forks and then kind of loops all around and then comes back it comes together. back and then you see the tree of life in right. front of you, yeah. So right after you get past the turnstiles and you start to decide, okay, are we going to fork to the left or the right – She's usually off in the trees somewhere over there. And sometimes she's there and sometimes she's not. It's not like a set thing where she's around. But again, if you're just walking through, you're like, what is this? Like I said, I would be shocked if I have not seen Divine, but I am not convinced that I have. (laughs) All right. So let's get into some of the more our top five. Um, Number five for me was the orange bird. So if you don't know who this character is. If you go to Sunshine Tree Terrace, there's this little orange that has a bird body around it. So bird head, bird feet and beak and all those things. And what it is, is back in 1971, the Florida Citrus Commission sponsored an event at Disney World. And so their character was this orange bird. And so it was derived from them and it was around early on in the park and kind of hung out or whatever and then it went radio silent right it just kind of as the um contract with the florida citrus commission ended then orange bird ended with it and i don't know why but somehow in tokyo it got and now it's introduced and, and it's become a big deal. It's huge, especially in Epcot now. Yes, uh, is where you find Orange Bird the most. It's made this huge, huge resurgence. And I have I, listen. It's so interesting that we bring this up on this episode because just a couple of years ago, I said to myself, "Like, what the heck is this bird? <laughs> like, why is the who cares about this Orange Bird?" And for a while, I thought, yeah. "Well, you must have to live here in Florida to get it." Yeah. Of course, I never asked anybody. That would be something a rational person would do. Like, tell me about this bird. No, I was just like, oh, yeah, this is a Florida thing, I guess. Yeah. 
And I just, honestly, I'm with you. I just thought it was like, oh, this is the character for the Sunshine Tree Terrace. And that, when you see him, see, you, and know, I did, you can... I didn't even make that connection. Oh, really? <laughs> I just kept thinking, well, the best orange juice is from Florida. That's, so that's right. What, you know, yeah, yeah. and it is, really, yeah, by yeah. the way. I think it is the best. But. Yeah. Anyway, so so that's, but that's another one of those characters where I think everybody who sees it, they're like, now, was that in a cartoon or? Yeah. And it wasn't, and I, right? And I want to put it in a cartoon because right. it looks like it belongs in one. I don't yeah. know which one I would do it in. You know, it feels like, what does it feel like it could go in? It could go in. One uh, of those old school 1960, 1950 Disney shorts with like Donald Duck or yeah, or something like that. Or Song of the South yeah, or something yeah. crazy <laughs> like that, right? Because that right. was all sorts of weird stuff there. Yeah. But. yeah, that's right. All right. Number four, Figment. Yeah. So Figment. Uh, Figment those, is a journey into our imagination. That's right. Yeah. So for those <laughs> who don't know, Figment is that purple dinosaur. Speaking of Epcot, it's that purple dinosaur you see Throughout Epcot, there is an actual ride, right? Um, what did you call it? It's Journey into I've Imagination. I've never been on that ride. You're kidding me. No, I've really? heard I've heard that it's so trippy and it's just like, what is going on here? And then finally at the end, you see Figment and you're like, okay. Yeah, this okay. Purple dinosaur well, coming well this is going on the agenda for the guy's trip. You, you must ride I, yeah. Figment, right? So um, if you don't know where this attraction is located in Epcot, as you're close to the land pavilion, um, it's actually over there in the pyramids. Yeah, I knew it was over there. I just didn't know. So when you see the pyramids, you're going to head in there. There's actually two attractions and one special thing that we'll talk about in a future episode when we talk about Disney Vacation Club, which is the members lounge at the top of the pyramid. But there's two things in that pyramid. One is Journey into Imagination with Figment. And um, the other is the, the Pixar Film Festival. Which I've done. Love it. And and in after you get out of Journey to Imagination with Figment, there's actually a interactive kind of play area for all sorts of children from okay. nine to ninety nine or whatever you want to say, um, where you can do some stuff very similar and reminiscent of what you can get when you get out of Spaceship Earth. Okay, okay, that makes sense. And and that is also where the um, Wreck It Ralph photo meet and greet is. Okay, yeah, interesting. So, yeah, I mean, the Figment character, he's like this hodgepodge of different animals, too. I mean, he is a dragon, but he's also got like a crocodile snout. He's got these weird horn things. And so, anyways, do you know the backstory of how Figment came to be? Probably the same way that the Tiki Room came. Probably some acid involved. as dramatic. So, <laughs> they're coming up. and um, So, when I say they, so this is the, uh, what I like to call the second um grouping of imagineers so it's like your tony baxters and all of those so and that's who this story kind of revolves around is tony baxter they're like hey we're gonna do this um show about imagination and what is imagination and they're trying to assign a character to it and um one night this true story tony baxter is watching magnum pi and there is this goat that Magnum P.I. is hiding <laughs> on the property. And then Higgins, it's eating Higgins flowers and stuff. Oh and Magnum P.I. does not want Higgins to find out about this goat. So he tells Higgins, oh, this goat is just a figment of your imagination. And I, click. I, I, I tell, you know what? I'm laughing for a lot of reasons. Number one... <laughs> 
thinking of Tony Baxter watching Magnum PI. I understand the mustache now. Oh my gosh. Number two, number two. I've seen that episode of Magnum oh PI. Oh my gosh, that is. And awesome. I can't believe that's where it came from. That is a hundred percent true story. I've heard Tony tell the story, like I, in an interview. I just, um, that's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you, Tom Selleck, for the know. stash and the and the figment line. You know. Oh man! Wow. All right. So the last four are a little bit more obscure. Um, so number, is that right? Am I on number four? I believe so. Number four is his name is just Ice Gator. Ice Gator is the mascot or character of Blizzard Beach. The backstory there is that there is this freak blizzard storm that blew into Florida, froze everything over, and... Now we have a water park. And now we have a water park. (laughs) And Ice Gator from the crazy ice storm that came in with this is the remnant of that uh, storm. It makes sense, and it's also, I think, a clever pun on Ice Skater, right? That you've got Ice Gator. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and of course, Gators being the mascot, essentially of the state of Florida. So yeah. I think right, that that's clever. I've never been to Blizzard Beach, uh, never been there, but one day I maybe it's fun. Go. It's a fun little water park and it's yeah, a nice the whole break. rest of the family's been. Yeah, that was yeah. the one trip actually that, you know, I was not able to go with them on as she took Kayla, took all of our sons and I had to stay back here and work for, <sighs> for that crazy person that I mentioned yes, previously. Yeah. yeah. No, it's a fun it's a fun mid trip break to go to the water park. I mean, yeah. if, especially if you're there like June, July, August during the summer. Um, anyways, okay, so I think I got off on my numbers. I think that was number three, if if I'm not mistaken. So then number two, this is this one is extremely obscure. His name is Duffy the Disney Bear. Now, if you're a Disney Tokyo fan. You absolutely know who Duffy is because he is insanely popular over there. But here in the States, yeah, here in the States, not as popular. Um, And what it is, is it's just this made up backstory that Duffy is Mickey Mouse's personal teddy bear. He's got a couple of Mickey symbol icons on him and different things. And then if you are staying on property and you stay at a Disney hotel, they have that Disney internal loop of, of different things that are going on where it's showing you, you know, what's happening at the parks each day, what the on weather the TV, is. Yeah. 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 And around eight, nine o'clock at night, Duffy, the bear bedtime story comes on and they have this whole backstory of, I bear. guess the reason I've never seen that is because I'm never in my room at eight or nine o'clock. <laughs> that's right. I'm still out doing something. Yeah, that's right. You're at the fireworks um, or whatever. So, but still, yeah, never, never heard of him. Yeah. Can't say I've seen him. I feel like I've seen certain cartoons where Mickey's had a teddy bear. Yes. And I wonder, I'm, I'm assuming it's the same one, uh, I would think, but I don't know. Again, if you Google Duffy the Disney bear, I think if you see him, you'll, you'll be like, oh yeah, I've seen that character around the parks. And again, it's one of those where you're like, what is this? Like, yeah. Again, there's why, why not, is it? Why is this a thing? A, yeah, yeah that's really the question. Why is this a thing? Yeah. With Mickey in it and this bear in it, other than this internal yeah. Disney hotel loop. Yeah. All right. Last one. Uh, again, 
way out there. I remember the first time seeing it, I was like, what in the world? And this character is found at Cosmic Rays in the Magic Kingdom. So Cosmic Rays is in Tomorrowland, if you're not familiar with that. It's just like a hamburger and chicken nugget joint. Yeah, it's a, it's a quick service station. Yeah. There is a ton of indoor seating Tons. in a very yeah. hot portion of the park. And so it can be pretty popular and crowded. But um, there's actually it's actually a place where some special events will take place too. So tell your story here. Yeah. So you go in there and you order your food and then you come to this big, like you said, seating area. And there in the far corner is Mr. Sunny Eclipse. Sunny Eclipse. And it is this alien Intergalactic DJ. Yeah. <laughs> he's a DJ and he's up there jamming out and playing music and you're looking at him and you're like, you're kind of like, if you're like me, you're like taking that first breath of like, oh, we're sitting down, we're in an air conditioning. And this thing is and, so loud. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden, like your senses come to you where you're like out of like I'm going to pass out mode of the heat and the frustration with my children and you look up and you see this thing and you're like what in the world is this thing and what's crazy is again he has this whole backstory yeah of why he's in Tomorrowland and what planet he's from I won't go into all the details because we're running probably a little long on this episode but again it's just crazy that someone in some imagineering meeting I just imagine these guys sitting around and they're like, what if we came up with this alien that sings to people and is a DJ and somehow it's, someone signed off on that? It's stuck. <laughs> so again, harken back to your Chuck E. Cheese days, right, where you've got things going on and you've got this band up there playing. I mean, that's what it reminds yes, me a lot of. Yes. I'll tell you, my youngest son absolutely despises Sunny Eclipse with, an, <laughs> with a passion. Yes. Like, I will not eat in that room with that, you know, he just... I don't know if it freaks him out or what, but he doesn't like Sunny Eclipse, doesn't like it. Now, I bring this back to sometimes special events happen there. During party season, there's oftentimes some sort of a dance party or whatever that will take place in that area where Sunny Eclipse is. So he'll be removed, yeah, and they'll actually bring in a real DJ to play (laughs) music, and then they'll bring out the dancers and stuff, and you can go and you can dance with them and everything. Um, so it's not even a show like it's a you can do it. You know, they have the dance stage out in Tomorrowland. That's and right. This is yep. during party time, a way for them to bring it inside as well. But um, really interesting. I I don't mind Sunny Eclipse. Actually, I'll come in there and eat and rock yeah. out with them a little you know, bit. Some of his songs, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I may know a couple here and there. <laughs> uh, tap. You're, my foot to the beat. You're in the Sunny Eclipse fan club. You know, I, I would get a Sunny Eclipse bumper sticker. Yeah, I, I got a little no monthly subscription. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, totally, totally interesting there. Yeah. Again, this is, I hearken back to originally when I said there are certain IP that they don't capitalize on. Orange Bird obviously has become a huge yes, thing, right? Yeah. This is huge. Um, as annual pass holders, I remember a couple years ago that that was the pass holder magnet. That's right. That they yeah, gave us one. was for the Orange Bird. And I'm like, I was like, I didn't care. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what this is, but it's become such a big thing. And now you can buy Orange Bird merchandise all over Disney parks. I think he's the unofficial mascot for like the flower and garden. I I believe that is correct. He's just really exploded. So become huge, huge IP. On the other hand, I don't think I've ever seen Sunny Eclipse (laughs) on anything that you can buy. No, he's not the most attractive DJ out there. 
but I would buy a bumper sticker. Yeah. Right? So, you know, it's just interesting. <laughs> that, that would show that, that you're a deep cut Disney fan is like if you have a sunny eclipse bumper sticker. You know what? They really they should put his face on there and the, the whole sticker should just say, do you know who I am? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> You know, almost like the, uh, 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 who is it, the Masons, you know, to become one, right. no one stickers that they have or yeah, whatever, yeah. right? Like, you yeah. have to kind of understand what that means. Yeah. Or, or to be one, ask one, I think is what their yeah. slogan is. That's Anyhow, right. um, a lot of fun. This, I mean, such great content here. Oh, man, I hope it wasn't too weird, but... Uh yeah, a lot of fun to do some research on these and just kind of think about like as you're walking through the parks and you're like, what in the world? But yeah, glad you enjoyed it. Now, listen, friends, I want to tell you about something actually semi-important here. One of the things that we love the most about going to the parks is our ability to take pieces of the park home with us. And that goes right along with what I've been saying about some of the IP and the merchandise. Sometimes, though, it's hard to take part of the park home because... The part you want to take home is the smell. Yeah. 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 I mean, when you so important, right? <clears throat> that's part of that nostalgic factor. I think we were talking about earlier is like Disney does such a good job of the sights, the sounds. And as we're talking about right now, the smells that just take you back and and help you feel that like I'm home feeling. Literally, I'm home. And so um, great news. You can yeah. take that smell home with you and you can do that. With our friends at the Magic Candle Company, visit their website, magiccandlecompany.com. A huge, huge selection of fragrances and scents um, available in all sizes of candles from smaller to large, even to just um, aerosols and sprays. Um, One of my favorites right now that uh, I have ready to go after we get out of the Christmas season is actually my Polynesian one because as a Disney Vacation Club owner that is my home resort and so they have one that literally exactly mimics the scent that you smell when you walk into the ceremonial lodge at uh, the polynesian Um, anyways good news though if you want some of that go to magiccandlecompany.com use our promo code escape and you'll get 15 percent off yeah yeah absolutely and then of course like and follow us on all of our social media pages facebook tiktok instagram We'd love to hear from you. If there's a character we missed today that you've walked to the park and are like, what in the world? Shoot us a note and we'd love to uh, talk about it. Maybe maybe call you out on our next show as uh, catching one that we didn't catch. So like and follow us there on all of our social media accounts. So I've got a magical scenario for you before you would close this out. Yeah, here. let's do it. I got a magical scenario. Here's here's the thing, right? We're, we're getting towards the end of the year. Um, you know, one of the things that people prepare for is their New Year's parties. Um, Iconic with any New Year's celebration, of course, is fireworks. Yeah. So here's my scenario for you. If you could have any New Year's experience at a Disney park, there is no respect to cost, anything. It's all taken care of. And you were to get prime fireworks viewing seats or standing or whatever it is right yeah i'm with you you know you couldn't get a better fireworks view you're there for new year's you know put aside the fact that there may i don't know maybe you don't (laughs) maybe you don't put aside the fact there'll be a million people around yeah but yeah where would you go well yeah so i mean there there is going to be a million people around you but you 
It is you the busiest park day of the year. By yeah, the way. yeah. You set the up absolute the busiest park have. day. It will be sold out. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be insane. But if if as part of this magical scenario, we get a special seating or a preferred location, and I'm going to Magic. Uh, they do a special New Year's mm-hmm. and like like they do a special New Year's, and I think they do a special Christmas and special Fourth yeah. of July shows. Uh, for the fireworks, if I'm not mistaken. Then, yep. of course, some of the parties have special shows. But what is cool about Magic Kingdom there in Orlando is a lot of times they do that panoramic yep. um, fireworks show where they're not just shooting them off from their normal location yep. behind the castle, but literally there's some going off from Tomorrowland. There's some coming yep. off all the way from behind you, almost like coming from Polynesian and the contemporary and all behind the parks. And so it's so amazing when they get to the finale and there's fireworks shooting up all around you. Uh, I've seen it just on YouTube for the 4th of July version, and it literally gives me chills. Like yeah. I'm watching it, and I'm like, I just can't imagine. Uh, but the drawback is is the crowds. And so, if yeah, if you... <laughs> What would be awesome is if they put you on top of one of the buildings at the end of Main Street, you know, up like on top of Casey's Corner. So if you were up on top of Casey's mm, Corner and you got interesting. preferred seating up there, dude, how awesome would that be? That, you're not that, down with the people. That could be pretty rad. You're, yeah. That could be pretty rad. So, um, and by the way, I've been there for one of those panoramic shows. The very first Christmas oh. party I went to, they that's what they did for those Christmas really? parties was the 360s. They don't do that anymore for the parties, mostly because there are so many more of them now. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, obviously fireworks is probably one of their biggest expenses. Of that's got to be incredible. Right. Expensive. You know, I mean, I think without a doubt. If I were to just guess, I think they probably blow up $100,000 every yeah. night they do fireworks. Okay? Shoot. Um, I know what I spend just on my fireworks yeah. show. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. So, and 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 they don't use the they don't use yeah the yeah they're not using the black stuff. cat uh, <laughs> on the side of the road. No, no. I mean these are trailer. these are big full fireworks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with that in mind, I am actually I think I want to go to Shanghai. Oh, I think I want yeah. to go to Shanghai. And and you know why would I want to go to Shanghai? Because literally the Chinese invented fireworks, yeah. and I can't imagine that you're going to get a better show than what you're going to find there. I know that when I have seen the different types of New Year's shows and you see them on TV and stuff like that, and when they get to China, you're like, okay, we don't know anything about fireworks in America. Yeah. yeah. They, <laughs> right. And I that mean, that is, that is so a show. Huge. And it is. It is the biggest of them. Yeah. And I just can't, I'm, I can't even imagine what it would be like. Right. It would be amazing. It would, that, that would absolutely be phenomenal to be a part of that. And I think a part of that, too, is, you know, Shanghai is one of the ones where it's unique that the the park is not 100 percent owned by Disney. Uh, right. The government actually owns the majority of it, like they own the majority of everything in that country, <laughs> which also means that they have a little bit of influence on yeah, those things. And if there is one thing I know, it is that they are not going to skimp on that particular right. party. Yeah. So I sure. bet it is just absolutely incredible. So that's where I'd pick Shanghai. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Well, if you have an itch to travel... Friends, you need to go and talk to our friend Dak here. Dak is a Disney travel agent aficionado and can help you with all your travel needs. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so run a little um, organization or company called Castles, Kingdoms, and Churros. Uh, specialize in Disney travel, of course. And 
you know, take a very soft approach as far as sitting down with you and figuring out what are your family needs, what are your family wants, what's important to you, what's maybe something you could skip out on and, and save a little money on so that it's not a huge expense. But just kind of uh, go through that with you so that you can make the most out of your Disney vacation. Um, just a super quick story. I had a family that went to Disney World last week and they're texting me, you know, during the during their vacation. Hey, we you know, we want to get some something salty and we're standing here in Magic Kingdom. And I was able to text them back and say, you know, go this way, turn left, turn right. And there's whatchamacallit and you can get something. Salty you were the there. guy in the chair. I was the guy. That's right. I was the guy in the chair. And so anyways, my point in all this is that I love when my clients come out of that experience and they're just they love Disney. Yeah. And I want them to love Disney as, as much as I do. And so I really put a lot of thought and heart into making sure they have the best vacation ever. So you can reach out to me on my Instagram page, Castles, Kingdoms, and Churros. I have a free quote um, page there that you can link to and and fill out some information. And then we'll connect up and see how we can create a magical vacation for you. Yeah. Awesome. And by the way, best news, it's free. Totally free. Yep. Totally free. Well, everybody, that's it for us this week. Thanks for tuning in. Again, don't forget to subscribe, like, and share, and send us your feedback. Um, This episode literally called, Where Did You Come From? If you've got a question on where someone came from that you've seen in a Disney park, let us know. We'd love to hear it. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye.